37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Pixelated Paranormal here with episode 172. And I am Sean, and with me as always is Preston. What's up, everybody? And Big Steven. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> Real quick, Steve, my uh, kid tuned in to last week's episode, and uh, he says you need to get out of here with that fucking dragon blood bullshit. <laughs> Dog <laughs> chomp is where it's, it's at. It's so crazy. Like, when we Dog talk chomping. about things, I totally forget. I'm like... <laughs> Drag? Oh, <laughs> like I can't remember. We get on tangents about weird ass shit. You fucking That's true. hipster. I, uh, speaking of dog chomp on Dragon's Blood, I went into the record store here locally uh, to see how much that Rom Stoker's Dracula OST was. Oh, and nice. The dude, the dude working was a uh, real cool dude. Kind of a reminded me of kind of a, a former hippie kind of guy. Yeah. And he had some incense burning, and I almost wanted to be like, "Is that Nog Champa?" But I couldn't remember what it was called. Uh, he should have texted <laughs> your boys. I know. Yeah. I was like, I, I almost said, is that Goblin Tonks or whatever it's called? Go, what? Like, no, goblin I Tonks? I Fucking Nog Champa. You're telling me that it's... Goblin Tonks. That sounds like an B- awesome bust name. Bust my balls for getting that name wrong. <laughs> goblin <Yeah>. Tonks. <laughs> All right. Calm down, third planet. Yeah, <laughs> shit, man. Oh, good stuff. Well, as promised, this episode will be listener stories. However, um, I want to say at the top, we have three stories tonight. We are supposed to have a fourth, however. Um, the listener who was going to call in and share their story with us um, live had an emergency in his family, and so we just want to give some positive vibes and uh, let him know we're thinking about him, and we'll catch up You know, when everything kind of settles down. We'll do that. No worries. Um, so we sure. got another good one lined up um, in the future here to share, but yeah, he couldn't be with us last minute, so... But anyway, we got three solid bangers for you guys tonight. But beforehand, we wanted to share with all of you guys, our listeners, we're going to drop our 2020 wrapped, hashtag 2020 wrapped Spotify um, analytics real quick, because everybody's sharing those right now. I don't know why we didn't share these on the old uh, Instagram, but... Oh, we can still do it. Yeah. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. But uh, we've been on... Uh, We've been on Spotify for just a little under a couple years now, and I'm pretty stoked to say, boys, that we are actually being listened to in 25 different countries. That's gross. Isn't that insane? That's pretty weird. It It, it is like, weird. It is literally about 23 more countries than I ever imagined. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... Yeah, it's fantastic, dude. It's, it is. It's, it's cool. really, really cool. I love stats. Every time, like I do, I've been a Spotify member for, I don't even know how long now, so long. And every mm-hmm. year I get these stats and then the stats create certain playlists. And now that Spotify has upped their podcast game, podcasting is becoming like a, a full front, full frontal oh, yeah. feature for Spotify. So like they're even doing like playlists with like since you like this episode and you listen to this much of this episode, we're going to show you this. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. So I think that with these stats, it might bring our podcast out maybe a little bit to a couple more people. Yeah. I mean, hell one more person is one more person. You know, it's it's really, yeah, it's really, it's really cool. I I love the stat thing, man. So what are some of the other ones? For sure. What are some of the other ones? 
our Facebook analytics shows that uh, we have two people in Australia <laughs> that listen to our show. So <laughs> nice. good enough, man. Hell yeah. 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 I don't, it's funny. I always really pay attention more to Instagram. I post everything to Instagram and then it just piggybacks and tags uh, everything in Facebook too. Our Facebook following has literally doubled over the last year. Um, we've got, I mean, and these are, to me and to us, these are big numbers. To some of the big shots out there, last podcast, this, this is small potatoes. But, uh, yeah, we went from having like 150 some odd followers to over 300 over the course of the, the last year. Pretty fucking cool. And our hearts, yeah, our hearts go out to all you guys. Hats off. Thank you for joining us, for listening to us, for following us. Um, it, it definitely means the world to us being kind of a, a smaller fish in the pond. But, yeah, uh, our hours went up 350%. So what does that mean, Steve? That means the amount the, of hours, the shows we're yeah, posting. How, how many shows we have. So like, okay, cool. Yeah, like each, you know, each show we usually do at least an hour, if not more. Hell so. yeah. Um, people streaming went up 295%. Yeah. Um, our followers on Spotify went up 140% and listeners went up 81%, which is pretty fucking cool. And I heard on another podcast that the way they do the stats, cause they were trying to realize it is that somebody listens to your show, listen to your episode. They actually have to listen to quite a bit for it to count as the streamable hour. So it's not like yeah, somebody dipping on, dipping yeah. out. So it's actually people keeping them engaged in, in, in the listenership, which is pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that stops bots from scamming and going in and just, you know, activating two minutes per yeah. episode and boosting the numbers. So uh, listenership went up 200% in New Zealand. We went up 105% in the United States and up 50, uh, 50% in the UK. So that's pretty, pretty rad. We dropped... Um, 2,494 minutes of content and over 41 episodes Wild. in 2020. Yeah, it's it's really cool, man. So uh, thank you guys, all all of you, for listening, for sharing, um, for rating us. You know, we're close to about 30 ratings on uh, the old iTunes. So please, guys, if you're on Apple, on iTunes, shoot us a rating, leave us a review. We'd love to hear about it. We'll read it on the air for you guys. 67 you subscribers on YouTube. So everything's going up. Yeah, man. Yeah, you uh, you brought back the YouTube channel from the dead here recently, and getting some yeah. old stuff on there yeah. and getting the backlog. And yeah, it's cool, man. Uh, it's it's great. I think uh, we've got some big plans for twenty twenty one. We had some bigger plans for twenty twenty, uh, but uh, we're not going to beat that dead horse. We're just going <laughs> to come back, come back with all those things for twenty twenty one. We actually uh, have a-, uh, a couple news articles, things that popped up that people submitted to us. Well, oh, one, okay, go for it. One got go. submitted to us. The other one is uh, um, one that I found today. But uh, we're not going to talk about more. I don't want to talk anymore about the monolith shit. It's becoming more of like, a, oh, look, this is what's popular. Let's do one type of thing. Okay, like sure. You know sure. you know what I mean? Is that how you guys feel? Yeah. It's like another yeah, one pops up and it's like, come on. Like, it was cool at first, but like, we clearly know that it's, <laughs> this is just sensational art now. Yeah, I, I mean, people imitate art art imitates life yeah so i think what are we on now our fourth monolith yeah but but what about all the ones that that have popped up on uh, nasa photos on mars steve yeah that's cool fake news but no i'm (laughs) 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 just so um adam 12 awesome adam 12 from the i don't know what chapter of the 501st people from he wears the stormtrooper and does cool things for charities all around great group of people he's an awesome listener he 
He's been a uh, listener of ours for a very long time. He sends us this yeah. article. It's uh, on IGN under the <laughs> under the searchable tag of Star Trek, and he's obviously a big Star Trek Star Wars fan. So it says Galactic Federation of Aliens are in contact with U.S. and Israeli governments, claims former official. According to former Israeli space security chief Haim Hashed, the United States Israeli governments, the United States and Israeli governments have been and are in contact with a galactic federation of aliens. So thank uh, Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> when, they come, <laughs> when they're being arrested and they're being they're oh being God, booked in. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. It's where John C. Riley works for. Uh, as reported by the Jerusalem Post, Ashad told Israeli newspaper that you, Israel and the U.S. have been in contact with aliens and that these aliens exist as part of the Galactic Federation. Ashad, who served as the chief of Israeli space security program for nearly 30 years and is now a professor, said the aliens in the U.S. have made agreements based on researching and understanding the fabric of the universe. These agreements include a shared secret underground base on Mars, Monoliths, where U.S. and mm. alien representatives meet. Ashad said President Donald Trump was on the verge of revealing the existence of this Galactic Federation, but that the aliens <laughs> stopped him from doing so, as they believe revealing their existence would have caused mass hysteria. <laughs> Despite what the Federation reportedly behaves, Ashad said he decided to reveal this information now due to how well respected he is in academia and how much the academia landscape has changed in the last couple of years. If I had come up with it, I'm saying like five years ago, I would have been hospitalized. <laughs> Today, they're already talking differently. I have nothing to lose. I've received my degrees and awards. I'm respected in universities abroad where the trend is also changing. He's like, I, f- I already framed my plaques, bitches. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, this kind of shit that this is the kind of shit that makes me kind of sit back and think it's so crazy. It just might work, you know? Yeah. Oftentimes when shit like this happens and somebody leaks something and you always have that government sect or that publisher or that agent who's like, okay guys, how do we get behind this? But who, but like, it's pretty sad that if this did happen now, like Mm -hmm. they choose to make this contact during this time. (laughs) Well, and and they're only meeting with the U S and Israeli government. (laughs) I think what they were saying though, is in some other articles, you know, this shit dates back to like 1981. Oh, okay. So it's probably like a um, world of underground world. Yeah, effort. and I mean, shoot, and you had Freemasons. It's the Freemasons. <laughs> yeah, Preston, what can you tell us? Um, congrats to your brother, by the way, for becoming a worshipful master. I saw that. Oh yeah, master Jason. Congrats, buddy. Happy birthday too. Oh, I got something about that. Okay, it's the perfect time to release this kind of news too. With everything going on with our election, with COVID, it's kind of like, all right, guys, just kind of like just kick the ball in the middle of the field and. Just, See what happens. Uh, what they call in the biz a fluff piece. A fluff piece. A red herring, perhaps. <sighs> All right, Preston, Preston, what do you got, go ahead, man? Bro. Oh, so because it's my brother's birthday today, <clears throat> um, I didn't. I didn't want to. When I picked up the kids, I didn't want to, you know, come home empty-handed. So I bought him a six-pack of his favorite beer, which is a uh, Buffalo Sweat. And um, I wrote a lovely post-it note that says, happy birthday, I hope you choke. And I laid it on his bed. So, happy wow. birthday. Wow. Brotherly <laughs> love. Now, do we do we start up the tradition of every year on Jason's birthday telling the story of how he shit on his cat? Yeah. We should. 
just a spark notes, guys. Uh, Jason, <laughs> you know how much we love you. Uh, Jason went out one night with Preston, and he had one too many Rubens and one too many Guinnesses. Then he had another Reuben and another Guinness, and then that night he had a bit of the rumbly tummies. Apparently he sleeps in the nude with his cat behind him, and uh, what he thought was a trusty fart ended up being a shark, and he shit all over the bed and Whoa. all over his beloved cat, Lucy, yeah. who then, like you can imagine, tore through his house like a cat that just got shit on. Yeah. Singing and, Lucy uh, in the Sky with Diamonds. Boom. It was, it's actually <laughs> Matt. It's, uh, the cat's name is Maddie. Oh, Maddie. Well. Oh, Maddie. I thought it was Lucy. No. Lu- he sure had a Lucy Goosey. If oh, I was thinking of Mindy's cat, Lucy. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Oh. <laughs> it's true. Oh, my God. Oh, good night. That's great. Oh, gosh. Hi, Mindy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, any hoozle. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jason. Yeah. And then he had to put the cat in the bathtub and try to give it a bath, and it just wasn't happy. So. <laughs> you, just to make things worse, you just shit on me, you stupid human. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're going to give me a bath? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, so yeah. uh, happy uh, 47th birthday, you old fucker. Oh, yeah. Nice. Wait a second. Here's some Magic Mason numbers for you. The number four and the number seven and 47. If you separate them, four, seven, April 7th, it's Jackie Chan's birthday. Wow. There you go. Nice. So anyway, we talked about listener stories, guys. Well, hold on. Hold Let's... on. I got another, got another hot off the press of story, <laughs> dog. The one fucking week, the one fucking week this dude doesn't ask us for news stories. I've got two. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, I wanted, I did want to congratulate you real quick because the way that you pronounced that Israeli guy's name, like, dude, that's top. Sean can't even pronounce half of the Japanese names we've done over the last 150 episodes, and you fucking nailed that Israeli name, like, right off the bat, and I, I'm proud of you. Okay, so this is on the subreddit, Interesting as Fuck. It's a really cool subreddit. They post pictures and stories and videos of just, like, things that are interesting as fuck. I bet you didn't think that. Um, so <laughs> nice elevator pitch, This by says, the way. <laughs> an eight-mile, not the movie, but an eight-mile-long canvas filled with Ice Age drawings of extinct, extinct animals has been discovered in... The Amazon rainforest. So this picture is pretty fucking great. Uh, yeah, it's in the rainforest. And there's a big wall and there's a bunch of murals on it. Loads of higher, higher hieroglyphics. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what animals these would be that would be extinct, but I mean, Preston, do you do you know anything about? You said something about this. Give a little bit more detail about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as like all the animals on there, I, I couldn't get the photo to like blow up to where I could actually look at it. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the group chat, um, I was listening to a uh, another show, and uh, they had actually um, brought on a, a book from an author that talked about uh, crust displacement, and um, Charles Darwin. Uh, was studying mollusk because if you look down in South America, like the mollusks that are down there, they're not really native to that area, but somehow they got down there. Um, Mm -hmm. They're very similar to the freshwater mollusks that we have around the United States. And then um, in the late 1800s, they were doing work in England and they uncovered uh, hippo bones, eponymous bones. And they were like, where the fuck did these hippo bones come from? Because hippos aren't native to England. And uh, this this author kind of kind of came to the conclusion that had Darwin put together just a little bit more eth- effort in the studying of the mollusk, 
he would have kind of eventually realized that humanity has been around for like a lot longer. And that if you look at all the ancient structures and everything, they all point toward um, the old poles. And that when the crust displacement happened, it shifted everything so quick that it moved like England from being in a warmer climate to a colder climate. And that inside that cave where they found the hippo bones, it was almost like a hyena den because they found other animals like the, the you know, the skeletal remains that have been mm-hmm. gnawed on. And then um, if you look in Siberia, like the woolly mammoths, like Siberia now, it's it doesn't have like a lot of like bushes and berries and plants and stuff. It's like a, you know, like a tundra wasteland. But these woolly mammoths didn't die of starvation. Like you have to think about how big these animals really were. And all the woolly mammoth carcasses that have been found over the years, they've been so well preserved that when you look inside their belly, um, all of those current plants, um, berries and nuts and all that, uh, they're not like degraded or anything. So you can tell exactly what they were. And it That's looks crazy. like they've been freshly eaten that those animals were, uh, flash frozen so quickly that even after 3,000 years, you could actually cut into that carcass and have yourself a woolly mammoth steak. Like that's how well-preserved that meat is. And so this idea that the globe shifted all of a sudden very quickly, um, it moved things around. And that's where that uh, legend of the sky is falling because on one side of the earth, it was daytime, and then all of a sudden it was nighttime, and it literally looked like the sky had fallen. Ugh, um, terrifying. So this idea that you find this giant stone carving in the Amazon that shows all these animals that don't belong there, well, that's because we're looking at it from a modern viewpoint of mm-hmm. what we understand. Whereas if you go back tens of millions of years, that continent was in a different location, and it had different animals on it because the continents themselves so were cool. probably closer together um so these animals were able to migrate back and forth yeah i think i just find that stuff so interesting especially like it was it was just found you know what i mean yeah and like the number one comment on there it says um it's amazing how things like same thing like still things still can still be discovered today and it shows like how many of how much of the earth is still unexplored uh, and then somebody says, as soon as recently as two years ago, we discovered a massive jungle city that has over 60,000 structures and we're just beginning to wow. use this technology. There are tons of places unexplored and are discovered. Um, so it's basically, they found this ancient mine city under a Guatemalan jungle because these jungles are so thick and so, um, unmanned and <laughs> uncharted for so long that they're finding these huge civilizations that, that fascinates me beyond anything. Yeah. Like just, and just I'd, the idea of like, uh, you know, like the Goonies, like them finding finding their way down there and finding the ship, and like you finding something that's been hidden away for so long, and you being the first person to uncover that. It's so fascinating to me. And and then that would po- have me pose the question to you, Steve: If we uncovered in Siberia, you know, tundra, a perfectly frozen woolly mammoth carcass. Would you have a woolly mammoth steak knowing that the meat wouldn't kill you? No, 100%. Yeah. Now, I pictured Stephen for more of a, uh, I like to grow my own steaks in a laboratory from human meat. No, oh, not that shit again. <laughs> Fuck no. that. Yeah. I'd rather eat that that frozen woolly mammoth anus than eat some fucking oh, grown fucking cheek steaks. Ugh. 
Slapping them mammoth cheeks, baby. <laughs> mammoth yeah. cheeks. That's a delicacy right there, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Gross. That's fucking fascinating, though. Wow. Um, just imagine how much of the world is undiscovered and how many more monoliths are out there. Oh, God. Oh. And dick statues. <laughs> dick statues, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was another phallus statue that appeared. Um, I forget exactly where it was, but there was another one that appeared out of In nowhere. your backyard, if you know what I'm saying. Well, I wish. Now, um, <laughs> a new phallus sculpture appeared in the Bavarian Mountains recently. It's, it's too cold for that time of year, Oh, Steve. speaking of phallus, I just watched the Office episode with, you know, uh, the flasher in the parking lot. And then <laughs> yeah. Michael, or Dwight, calls Phyllis phallus. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. The show's too good. It is it, so good. It really is. I just saw the the. I just watched the episode where Michael does twenty four push ups and one girl push up. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "All right, anybody who can do more push ups than me can go home for the day." And Stanley gets down there and does all those push ups. Yeah, and Oscar's any- like. What we're witnessing here, guys, is what's he say? Like it's the same thing when a mother lifts a car off of a baby. <laughs> a car to save her baby. It's just an incredible, <laughs> incredible strength. Uh, anybody who can do twenty-four push-ups and one girl push-up. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with my life after January first when they yep. pull off the office. Uh, it's know. on sale on Vudu till till the first of the year. So Ooh, is it? Yeah, okay, for 30, 30 bucks for the full series. I think that's worth okay. it. As yeah, much as I watch that, that show and Netflix. Finally, this show's all over the place. I apologize, listeners. Netflix finally did something that I have been asking for forever. I've emailed them consistently asking for requests of features. A fucking shuffle button. Thank you so much for adding that to the API. I appreciate you. It'll just shuffle your library, man. So anything in there, you just want to push it and take a chance on something, it'll do it. So cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Now if they just put the shuffle into a specific series, it'll be even better. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant at first. Yeah, but the fact that they're getting there is awesome. Um, On the note of Netflix, real quick, I want to highly, highly, highly recommend a movie. Um, Our buddy Landon recommended this movie like three or four years ago. It's finally back on Netflix. Everybody needs to watch the film The Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Oh, my God. What a fantastic movie. Um, It's got Dr. What's-His-Nuts from Jurassic Park. Neil. Sam Neil. Yeah, Sam. I think Sam something or other. Uh, it's got the kid who played on Deadpool, uh, Deadpool Two, yeah. who no, unlocks uh, cool Juggernaut. So. Yeah, yeah, it's such a fucking fantastic, fantastic movie. Yeah, uh, feel good flick if you're kind of you know wanting something fun to watch, a little more light right now. Uh, fantastic, fantastic film. And speaking of fantastic storytelling, let's jump into these listener stories, shall we? So first up, we have a story sent in from Nicole in Arizona. First, you guys are awesome. I found your podcast last year on Pandora while looking for something spooky slash real to listen to. Uh, First of all, awesome. I'm glad to know that we're still rocking and rolling on Pandora. That's wild. We never mentioned Pandora. So I forgot all about Pandora. Yeah, um, and the fact that she found us a year ago and still listening, yeah. that is incredible. Sorry yes, to all yeah, the Pandora people out there. Um, Hell yeah, dude. We'll try not to neglect <laughs> you from now on. So thank you, Nicole, for bringing that to our, our attention. Thanks for keeping Pandora alive. Yeah. She says, I work in a small ghost town. 
located in Arizona. I work in a little inn, a hotel. And while cleaning, I listen to you guys. I started with the very first episode you guys did, and I'm just now into January of 2020. Anyways, the inn I work in is supposedly haunted. I say it that way in air quotes because the owner doesn't want to sell it for ghosts. Oh, shit. But it is, in fact, haunted. Nice. I've been in it for about six years. I've had my hair pulled, things moved, things disappear, and then when I ask for them back, they show back up. So she's worked there for six years, and this shit's been happening for six yeah, years? Yeah, dude. What? She's, yeah, she's been with it. Been with the shit. Been with the shit, for real. <laughs> Our balcony doors like to open on their own also, which is crazy because they have locks that wouldn't allow for such a thing to happen. I've always been open to the paranormal, even a little sensitive, I guess you could say. From imaginary friends as a kid to weird, unexplainable things as an adult, it's like they follow me. Anyways, my story I wanted to share is this. When I was a kid, my maternal grandmother lived below some Native American ruins. They bought a chunk of land and built their home. From this came an imaginary friend. From what I'm told, he was a little boy who had a pet dog. At one point after gaining this friend, my mom took us to Hawaii, and I told her the little boy said he couldn't go, but he'd let me take his dog. There was a VHS tape forever of me running in a field, laughing and screaming as if I was actually playing with a dog. However, there was nothing around. Anyways, I went to my paternal grandmother's house one weekend, and she says I asked if my imaginary friend could play. Her reply was simple. She said, if God says it's okay, then so do I. And as she says, I then ran off and played the day away. Her property was very large. She had a fruit tree field, and the back of her property went all the way to the river, so it was easy to get lost for the day. Sounds fun. I did right, no kidding. Once I came back, she asked what God said to me, and I told her that God had said he had to go home, and we couldn't play anymore. From that day on, I never had an imaginary friend again. I don't recall any of this. Was it really an imaginary friend? A spirit that attached to me? I've questioned this my entire life. Like I said before, this has been happening my entire life. I've got some weird stories, haha. Anyways, thanks for taking time to read my ramblings. I love your podcast. All of you guys have got me through some boring ass work days. What an awesome, hell yeah, awesome ride in. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Thank you so much, Nicole, for that. And hey, we'd love to hear what else you got cooking. Yeah. What else has been going on? Yeah. Besides imaginary friends. It's a great story because that's like that's like the epitome of skepticism. And like yeah. Oh, yeah. not knowing like her writing was it really an imaginary friend, a spirit attached to me. She's questioned mm-hmm. her whole life. You know, that's pretty wild. The the ghost dog that was really cute. <laughs> like Yeah. You're gonna go to that, Hawaii. That part's wicked. Oh man. yeah, you can bring the dog. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can bring the dog. I'm just picturing want. the dog from like uh uh, Frank and Weenie or Night Before Christmas <laughs> floating around. <laughs> Just a little sheet. Yeah, that, that'd be adorable. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks again, Nicole. We really appreciate that. Awesome. 
So up next, we've got a story that uh, is from Samantha from the Under the Marquee podcast. And as you guys remember, Joe Nitcher already joined us last time for our 150th episode listener story extravaganza. And so Samantha joined me after we recorded an episode of Under the Marquee together and shared this story with us. So recently, I had the extreme fortune of being a guest on the movie podcast Under the Marquee with Joe Nitcher and Samantha Ruth. Now, as you listeners may recall, Joe sent us a story, I think around episode 150, during our two-part listener story extravaganza, and his story had to do with him being a child and the harrowing tale of Val Kilmer's cousin. But now... Samantha, you have a story you'd like to share with us about your own, uh, uh, what what should I say, paranormal experience? Is that fair to say? Yeah. Hi, uh, Samantha Ruth here. Um, Yeah, I uh, um, have a really weird story. It's been about 10 years since it happened, and um, I'm a pretty big skeptic. I can usually find some sort of explanation for certain weird things that happen, you know, like mm-hmm. if a door closes, it was the wind or, you know, you, you know kind of things like that. But, right. But this one has stuck with me to the point where I still actually have nightmares about it. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I was 20 years old. I was in um, Vancouver, Washington, um, visiting an old friend of mine. Um, her, her birthday, it was her 21st birthday. And... Uh, we, you know, went out and, and got drunk, as you do, you know, for your 21st. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> so, uh, but I was staying at her house with her family. So um, the, the way that the layout of her upstairs was, uh, was um, you go up the stairs and, and immediately to the right, or I'm sorry, the left, uh, was the cat room, which was what I was staying in. Yes, they had 17 cats, and they all had their own room. <laughs> yeah. So I got to sleep in there, and I'm allergic to cats. So that was a great time. <laughs> but, yeah. Perfect. So great. Um, and and um, my friend at the time, I'm not going to use her name, so I'm just going to call her uh, Maddie. Um, she... Uh, so down the hallway, it was her room, um, and her parents were right across from her. So I'm at the very end by myself next to the stairs. Um, they're all passed out drunk. I had decided to not drink that night because I was 20 and, um, kind of just wanted to, you know, be there for my friend and be the designated driver and whatnot. So they're, they're all asleep. Uh, one of our friends was in the living room downstairs uh, asleep, and it's about 2 o'clock in the morning, and I was playing on my Nintendo DS. Um, I think I was playing, like, Pokemon or something like that. And uh, I just could not sleep for the life of me. And so I started hearing somebody walking back and forth down the hallway. Now, they didn't walk up the stairs... I didn't hear any footsteps up the stairs. I just heard them go back and forth in the hallway. And um, because it was the cat's room, we had to keep the door open and um, so the cats could get in and out and whatnot. So I'm laying there, and suddenly the footsteps start getting louder 
and I was like, well, this is weird. I was, I was thinking in my head, maybe my friend just is drunk sleepwalking or something. And then it's, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, the footsteps stop right at my door and I see somebody just standing there and I'm thinking it's my friend and I'm like, like, Maddie, dude, like go to bed. Like, what are you doing? And they still just kept standing there. And I was like, dude, this, like you're freaking me out at this point. And so I sh- took my DS and I pointed it, like the light, at the hallway, and there was nothing there. Like that mm. that image was completely gone. That shadowy figure. So I was like, "Well, I'm gonna die, obviously." <laughs> and um, I mean, my my heart's racing, and I kept hearing those footsteps back and forth, and back and forth. And then they started getting faster. And so... Gross. Oh, oh yeah, this is... Yeah, about the point where I, I got up very quickly. <laughs> and when I mean get up, I mean, like, I crawled, like, army crawled to the door because I didn't... <laughs> I didn't want Slender Man to see me, <laughs> you know, crawling around. Um... But so I tried to close the door and then I hear down the hallway and it's, it's pitch black everywhere. Um, and, uh, I hear like this jiggle on the doorknob, one of the doorknobs, either my friend's room or her parents' room. I keep jiggling and jiggling and then suddenly it opens and it hits the wall. Like the, the door opens so hard that it hit the wall. And it actually um, left a hole in the wall from how hard that door opened. And so my uh, friend's parents, they both, um, like, got up. They're like, and they thought it was me. They're like, Samantha, like, what are you doing? And so I hear, like, the light click on. And at this point, I'm hiding behind the door. Um, I also would like to point out, um, this house was located in a very small, um, cul-de-sac with maybe two other houses and the, the entire area surrounding it was woods. So it was already having that creepy feeling to it. Another possession movie just waiting to happen. So I heard that their light click on down, down the hallway. My, my friend's dad, I heard him. He's like, there's nobody there. And so they... I, I could tell they were waiting for a second and I could tell like one of them like kind of peeked around um, peeked like out the door I could hear them like walk to the door and then they just very gently closed it but then I heard them say they're like there's a hole in the wall from the door handle and yeah. so um, I am now petrified I, I hid behind that door um, for quite some time and I was like okay well it stopped and as soon as I got up and went back to uh, my bed um, the the footsteps turned into like stomping stomping like stomping like back and forth down that hallway I mean and it lasted so long I mean I was like a child I was hiding underneath the blankets um so, uh, it was around, oh, I'm trying to think what time it was, but it was, it was like the sun was about to come up. And at this point I'm not sleeping for the rest of my life. 
And the other weird part was I was under the blankets and, you know, like I said, and I was playing my DS and when I, I took off the blankets at one point just to see if the sun was coming up or anything and all the cats had left the room, which was very weird. And that's something that's like incredibly unheard of, like in that household. So... So, um, I'm still laying there and I'm just kind of waiting for the sun to come up and I'm trying to beat the Elite Four on Pokemon because that is the only thing that's keeping my mind busy at this point. <laughs> I'm like, if I could just beat this dude's Dragonite, I swear to God, maybe the thing will go away. <laughs> and then I hear the closet door handle start to jiggle. And, um... I mean, I, I'm just laying there petrified, also just waiting for death. I'm thinking about what my family is going to say at my funeral. But the, 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 the door handle started to jiggle, and then again, it slammed open, and it, it left another, like, a hole in their wall. Like, that's how hard this door... And it, it's still one of those things that, like, just keeps me up at night if I think about it too much. But so the, ne the next day, because, um, I mean, we, we, I kept trying to think of any sort of explanation and I, I maybe got like an hour of sleep. As soon as I saw the sun coming up, you know, it's kind of that childhood, like, oh, well, it's okay now. <laughs> the sun is awake. Um, yeah, this isn't, um, a James Wan movie in which there's going to be scary red demons popping up during the daytime. So like, we're fine. We're good. <laughs> I got maybe an hour of sleep and I jumped up and I, I went downstairs and my mom's friend or my friend's mom was down there. Um, uh, I mean, she just looked like a wreck. She had her hair up in a towel and she was just in a robe and her exact words were like, what the fuck were you doing up last night? You put a hole in my wall. And I was like, I didn't do that. I was like, that wasn't me. And so she was like, well, then who could it have been? Because, like, there's nobody else in the house. And, I mean, like, so I take her upstairs and um, we look. And, again, I'm a very big skeptic. There's very few things that, I, I mean, like, I, I believe in enough to where, you know, like, if something spooky happens. But, I mean, ghost adventures is a bit of a stretch sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, but, I mean, the whole um, in the wall, uh, for the closet, and this is the weirdest one, it wasn't the same on, um, my friend's mom, my, my, yeah, my friend's mom's wall, but it was, it looked like a burn mark from where the, the handle put a hole in the wall from the closet. And I wish I still had a picture Whoa. of it, but it, it's still wow one of those things that just doesn't add up to me it will probably never make any sense um and especially the cats going missing at, at that random point um the cats did not go in that room for the rest of my trip there i was there for about four more days um and i mean like kind of we made jokes like oh it's just because they know i'm allergic to it i'm like no i think there was something in that room now, did anything else happen while you were there the rest of the time? Um, the only other thing that I could think of 
that was kind of bizarre was you, there used to be these raccoons that um, would kind of frequent up on the front porch, which nobody warned me about my first night up there. So this giant <laughs> raccoon yeah. comes up to me while I'm smoking a cigarette, and I kind of like yelled inside. I was like, guys! <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's Kevin. He's fine. And, and um, But I mean, uh, sometimes there would be like rustling around in the bushes and I would kind of be like oh where's Kevin let me go see Kevin and like Kevin wouldn't be there one time um, my friend was taking a shower while I was there and the bathroom door wouldn't open from her side um, uh, and it was it was just very weird and actually <laughs> this was like my first introduction to uh, Slender Man because that's what everybody that's when Slend- you know Marble Hornets became pretty big around that time and right, yeah right. so everybody's like no you encountered Slender Man I was like the fuck I did like he can stay in Washington if that's the case um, but uh, really not not a whole else like happened but that night specifically I think will like haunt me for like the, the rest of forever I, I mean just that moment when I shine my DS on the shadow person and it was just nothing there's yeah there's a lot of explanations I can come up with with a lot of things there's nothing I can for that one yeah that's that's the unsettling part like just out of a movie Mm-hmm. All you have is that soft light of your DS. Right. Yeah, and the big reveal. <laughs> and So have they reported anything else happening before or after that? No. Um, I remember... I, it, well, I guess there was a couple instances <clears throat> with uh, my, my friend's mom. Um, and I'm no longer friends with this person anymore, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I wish I could find out more. But she she said that there was a couple weird things that would happen kind of along the same like the stomping upstairs but she always tried to say it was like the homeless community in in vancouver i'm like but we we were out in the middle of nowhere like this was not right this this was not like the suburbs or um the city or anything like that so i mean i just find that very hard to believe yeah and all that aside why would there be some homeless person in their house just pacing not even looking for food and that oh and i the best part about that too was um our friend named brandon who was downstairs at the time asleep on the couch never heard anybody go up the stairs never heard anybody leave and i mean he was right there next to the stairs the whole time so i mean there there's Mm. just so many different things that don't make sense uh, that I've, I've, like I said, I've tried. <laughs> I've, I've really tried <laughs> to make sense of anything, but um, yeah, that's that's one that does. Every so often, if I hear people walking upstairs, I'm like, oh, not today. I was like, let me go grab my DS. Apparently, it fights them off. <laughs> <laughs> Your one ghost busting tool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's insane, though. Disembodied footsteps are some of the spookiest things. Oh, for uh, sure. To ever, I think, encounter. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it just shadow people in general, like, I mean, and, mm-hmm. and that whole kind of thing. But the fact that it just kept pacing back and forth down this hallway, which was maybe about 15, 20 feet long, 
just back and forth with no no direction there was no purpose and then the closet I think that's the part that I think got me like the worst was just hearing that door jiggle the, the handle and then it busted open mm-hmm. but the the hole around it like the, the ring the like the burnt edge that's that right. you know that that tripped me out a little little too much I can handle a lot of spooks, but, uh, man. I had a, a lightly similar thing happen when I was a kid. Um, I lived down in the basement in my mom and dad's house, my brother and I both. And I had to have been like oh, five or six, maybe. So it wasn't too uncommon for my mom to walk all the way around the house to the laundry room. And the laundry room in the back had the stairway that went down to the basement. Mm-hmm. And it's a fully finished basement, tile floor and everything. And I remember one night I heard my mom walk to the top of the stairs and then walk all the way down the stairs, but she was wearing flip-flops. And it was really bizarre to me because she never put shoes on to come downstairs. But I distinctly remember this this sound. Like you said, just, it haunts you to this day. The sound of footsteps going down these carpeted stairs and then hitting the bottom of the stairs and then the sound of the feet step, the footsteps coming all the way to my bedroom door stopping and then turning around and walking all the way through the basement to my brother's room stopping then going back through the basement back up the stairs and as soon as I got to the top of the stairs the footsteps st- uh, the footsteps stopped and I never heard them walk across you know the rest of the floor in the house and the next morning I got up and I asked my mom like hey when you came downstairs last night to check on us why did you put your flip flops on and she's like, no, honey, I uh, I slept through the night last night. I never checked on you guys. I'm trying to, you know, not check on you guys as much as I don't want to wake you up. And I mean, to this day, I still say poppycock because I know it had to have been her. But no, she swears she never came down. But whatever it was, it again, I pulled the blankets up to my chin. Yep. And I don't think I fell asleep the rest of the night. So I've, I've been in that spot that you're talking about, and it is not a fun place to be. Well, especially with, with the phantom footsteps, I, it's such a weird thing because you, you know, like once you've known somebody or, you know, for so long, you know what their footsteps mm-hmm. cadence sounds like. And so to exactly. hear something that is not that and you're trying to <laughs> yeah. place it, uh, it just gives me the cr- yeah, so they and they never reported hearing footsteps like that. Well, I mean, after that or before that. Uh, my my friend's mom. I mean, there like she said, like I said, that she's she's had a few instances where she says those those footsteps have been you know have happened again, like since mm-hmm. I've been gone. But every time that I bring it up, she she's way more of a skeptic even than I am. She she just keeps saying it's. Oh, it's probably just some homeless person that wandered in. And I was like, then you need to lock your doors. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, if that's right, what you yeah, really yeah, think. Even once. Yeah, once is too many times if somebody's coming in your home at night. Oh, yeah. That's how murder happens. That's, yeah, that's, um, I mean, even that, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Especially, like, the, the staircase that they have that was, again... The cat room that I was staying in was right next to the staircase. So mm-hmm. I could hear anybody that was coming up and down. And I didn't hear anybody. I didn't hear a door open. So nobody on the upstairs level could have opened their doors. I mean, mm-hmm. there there was just no rhyme or reason for it. 
Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, unless they were pulling like a Bruce Willis die hard crawling through the vents kind of thing. <laughs> but <laughs> Right. Which would probably cause even more noise. <laughs> right. Than footsteps. Yeah. Man. What a hell of a night to choose to stay sober. Right. I know. Like the one time. <laughs> I know. And like, oh, man. And I, that was like my big like excuse for it. I was like, guys, I was sober, though. <laughs> like you guys were the drunk ones. I was the sober one for once. So <laughs> Yeah. And I would think if somebody was that drunk to stumble around like that, they they would say something, mumble something or do something, you know, or. Oh, yeah. Well, and even just it was it was almost like a military march, like like uh, not even uh, that's even worse. Yeah, it was just very much. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it was just very much like bump, 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 bump. Like, yeah, like I said, I I still Mm -hmm. every so often I'll get nightmares about it. And also I sleep in the basement now because I (laughs) I feel like I wouldn't be able to hear it. So I think uh, ignorance is bliss in that sort of, you know, situation. No, you're absolutely right. (laughs) That is more than fair. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Well, thank you so much uh, for jumping on and sharing that with us. Um, I really appreciate it. And not a whole lot of things give me goosebumps, but uh, that was slightly unnerving. Well, yeah, thank you so much for for having me on and like having me uh, share the story. And again, also, thank you for joining us uh, the other night for our podcast. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that was a blast. I uh, had a great time. And go ahead and plug that again. Tell us where we can find you, where we can listen. Again, uh, Samantha Ruth is under the marquee, which is the podcast I do with Joe Nitcher, who is my best friend. Uh, you can find us on Facebook for sure um, at facebook.com slash marquee pod um, because uh, marquee podcast was already taken and those people are dead to us. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys, you're on iTunes now, right? Uh, yeah, we are on iTunes. We are on um, Spotify. Um, yeah, and if you guys have any movie-loving people that just want to listen to two weirdos talk about movies, we would be more than happy to uh, have you listen to us. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you again so much for having me on. Lots of shit. There was seven, 17 cats, and when she's like hearing the footsteps and whatnot, that's creepy as hell and then like uh animal man i'll say this a million times um i've never experienced anything paranormal to to the degree the only thing in my life that has ever experienced anything paranormal had to deal with animals uh, i was uh, i was going i was dating somebody and their dad was going through hospice real emotional time mm-hmm. um his soul was clinging clinging on staying on you know and and he, he needed to pass his body was failing and everything like that um mm-hmm. The body, you know, during the death process, it's so, it's the strangest thing, man. Like, sure, they're not with it consciously, but like their soul is, and they're and they're and and like everything about who they are. And if they don't have closure or they don't want somebody or a certain person around, like their body will, you know, draw its last breath whenever. Sure, it's the yeah, weirdest yeah. thing. So during that time, he took his last breath. We were all in the other room. Uh, somebody was taking a shower. The other people were in the kitchen cooking. And all of a sudden, we're cooking. And all of a sudden, the dog sits straight up. His ears perk up. And he just darts out of the room. And we're like, that was weird. Uh, a oh, couple wow. minutes pass by. He's not there watching us cook the sausage. Like, that was really weird. And we go look for him. And he's underneath the bed, stiff as a board, laying oh, flat out wow. underneath his bed. And he had passed. 
And like, Jeez. I'm like, what? Like that. So that to me is kind of like a paranormal type thing. That's that's pretty. Sure, that's pretty strange. Sure. Like the exchange of energy or something, you know. Yeah, the paranormal doesn't have to be Bigfoot and, you know, seeing yeah. ghosts. It, this is a broader term, a broader blanket statement, yeah. man, so for sure. So with and that, right. when I was listening to her story and she's talking about the cats, getting the fuck out. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, dude. Yeah, that's nature's alarm bell. When you see fog where fog shouldn't be or animals just get the fuck out, yeah. you should get the fuck out. And then if you're watching that's the fog, get the fuck out because that movie's garbage. No, I'm sorry. I'm joking. I'm joking. I like that movie. I'm joking. It's a fun movie. Yeah, that's that's intense, man. Just also disembodied footsteps. Yeah, are some of the creepiest shit to ever. And I love I love the edit you did on that. Phenomenal edit job. Good job. Oh, thanks. What'd you say earlier? Regular Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh shit. Pulling out. Yeah, that was awesome. Stops with the edit process. Dude, gotta. They ain't ready. He's got, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we got some fun stuff planned. I'm excited. So, well, Samantha, thanks again so much for joining me and and taking the time to tell that story. Um, again, I want to know. I want to know more about the raccoons. Um, I love yeah. raccoons. Raccoons are fantastic creatures. They Anything are. That has tiny hands. They're kind of creepy though, to too, man. They're shady. Yeah, and they fuck only those come trash pandas. Yeah, they're ballsy. They are ballsy. But you, I don't know. Ballsy. They're just like aliens too, man. They only come out at night, so I ain't fucking with them either. Yep, it's true. Like man eater. Yeah. Um, back behind Pizza Hut in El Dorado, we used to have three, I think three of these big old fat raccoons, man. And we had those things so close to being tamed. And I forget who it was. Uh, when you're throwing out breadsticks every night, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like... um, they'd get stuck in the trash can. And so we'd take the snow shovel and like get underneath them and slowly raise them yeah. up so they could jump out of the trash can. Um, I saved one from drowning one time. And then we could go out there. They were tame enough where you could walk out there and hand them a piece of pizza. Um, and it was so adorable because they walk off the top hat. Hello, my baby. Hello. (laughs) Well, we, we worked so hard to try to, you know, do what we thought was taming these things. And, uh, it used to be like, you'd throw a piece of pizza and they'd grab it and they'd run off. And then as weeks progressed, it got to where you could walk out there with a piece of pizza and throw it to one. They'd grab it and they'd jump up and they'd hang from a tree limb that was right above the dumpster with one hand and then hold the pizza in the other hand and just sit there and munch this pizza uh, well, while they're hanging from this tree branch. I'm going to go ahead and say, now that we're on YouTube, anyone listening out there, please do not feed uh, random stray animals. You could potentially get bit, and then you would get rabies. Yes. There's our PSA, um, so we don't get sued. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> two things came of this. Wait, somebody get rabies? Do they foam with the mouth, like the cartoons? <laughs> <laughs> one thing was, I had one particularly chubby raccoon who, if he saw me coming out the back door with the dumpster, he'd cut or the the trash barrel, he'd come running over and hold both mm-hmm. hands out like he wanted a hug. He was keen. He knew I'd he yeah he was keen. He <laughs> knew I'd pull out a piece of pizza and hand it to him, and then he'd grab it and he'd just sit there. He'd plop down on his fat little butt and just sit there and eat this pizza right there on the curb. It oh was the God, coolest that's adorable, shit. But that's adorable shit. I I was smart enough to know we weren't friends. This little bastard's just using me. Like I'm not gonna oh, pick yeah. up and cuddle him. Somebody else, I forget who it was, because, I mean, all that was at Pizza Hut at that time was just, you know, me and all my friends. Like, we were just all of our high school buddies worked at Pizza Hut. Somebody did go back there and try to pick one up and then had to go to the ER and get rabies shots in their belly button because uh, they were dumb enough to try to pick up one of the fucking raccoons. Their belly button? Yeah. Um, it bit him in the belly the button? Ins and outs. I, there's something to do with rabies shots and belly buttons, yeah. Oh, he was totally going for 
totally going for something lower than the belly button. <laughs> no, no, no. He didn't get bit on the belly button. That's where you had to get the rabies shot. Oh, really? He got bit on the finger and tried to play it off and came in and like started washing his hands. And my Just boss getting all that Rachel. rabies over that pizza. Yeah, Rachel was it. like, Rachel was like, did you get bit? Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. And I walked over. I was like, yeah, you're on your way to the fucking ER, buddy. You got bit by a fucking raccoon. Those things are nature's trash can. Outside of possums, I do think raccoons might be the next dirtiest creatures just to run around. Just They're just overgrown rodents is what they are. Yeah. Trash pandas. That's crazy. That's crazy yeah. shit. <laughs> the belly button. Oh. Uh, yeah. And also, guys, please give Under the Marquee a listen if you enjoy movies. Uh, They do a real bang-up job on discussing some really fun films. And also, uh, they just got through, I think, reviewing Fat Man, the new Mel Gibson movie. And I know, (gasps) we all know Mel Gibson is a real asshole. Um, If you can put that aside, watch Fat Man. It's a hell of a lot of fun. It's also got, uh, what's his name, Walter Goggins, Walt Goggins in it. Mm -hmm. Um, who played the bad guy, the heel in uh, Justified as well. Pretty, pretty fun. His movie, so. his movies that he writes and directs, like The Passion of Christ and uh, Apopolipto, those weren't those weren't that bad. Like those were actually good movies. Oh, they're phenomenal for, like, historical movies. pieces. Yeah, like yeah. visual art piece. Like I, dude, we were soldiers. The Patriot. I love his movies. Like he's a yeah. he's he's not the best guy. He's got his issues. No, he's, he's a, a real he's a racist yeah. piece of shit, yeah. but he yeah. makes good movies. So. Yeah, and that's yeah. Watching Fat Man, Fat Man's a lot of fun. And somebody made the comment like, "Man, he almost redeemed himself." And I'm like, "What the fuck? He did. He's a racist, prejudiced piece of shit." Yeah, but he made a good movie, and I didn't pay to watch it. So yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Are we, get, are we gonna go it. there?" Yep, yeah, you <laughs> like, get to lick my pennies. Yeah. yeah. And up next, we've got our third and final listener story for this episode. This was titled, The Stone House Sent to Us from Scott. Okay, real important question. Mm -hmm. Have you ever met a Scott with one T? It's always two Ts. Is there any Scots out there with one T? Huh. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I've never seen a Scott with one T. So Scott with two Ts, let us know if you've met a Scott with one T. There you go. All right, the stone house. You caught me off guard. (laughs) I've never met a Scott with one T. It's crazy. All right, I've been waiting for that that interjection all day long, so. Hey, you know what? I'm glad to make your dreams come true. All right, stone house. All right, this is from Scott, the stone house. Hi, guys. I got a particularly interesting story to share with you all. It's kind of bizarre, but I'm not really sure how to describe it. Places can be haunted, sure, but can a place also control a person, or maybe their memory? The story takes place from June 1st, 2011 until June 1st, 2012. I know it's very specific, but I'll explain why in a bit. My wife and I had just recently moved out of an apartment that we lived in for the last four years, and we were moving into our first house. We were still young, in our 20s, so we were renting this new place. It was an older stone house, two bedrooms, one bath, and a basement. It was an okay place, not the best, and certainly not the worst. It was just okay. It also had a basement that was unfinished, and a bit of an odd recent history. Go on. (laughs) 
See, the woman who had lived there previously, who owned the property, had died there just two months before we moved in. She had a large German shepherd, too, who sadly also died in the house by starvation. Yeah, I know. That's a bummer. Way to bring down the house, Scott. Apparently, when the old lady died, nobody knew for a few weeks, so no one was there to feed the poor dog. So a rental company bought up the house, deep-cleaned it, ripped out the carpet, put down some new, and half-assed painted the walls. And we signed the lease, (laughs) a one-year lease, one year that we'll never remember. What? We both recall moving in the first day on June 1st and putting all our stuff away. We remembered buying a washer and dryer, our first washer and dryer, and putting it in the kitchen. And we can even recall buying new furniture for the giant-ass living room. But I can't begin to tell you one single time we ever even turned on or used that washer and dryer. We must have because we had clean clothes, but the act of using the appliances themselves is blank. And we can remember being watched. But we don't know by what. But years after we left, we both began talking about something little, Maybe like it was one or two feet tall, watching us when we were alone. But it's hazy. But that's about all we can remember of the house itself. It's just so bizarre. We can remember the layout of the place, little fragments of movies or shows we'd watch, a couple dinners we made, and the whispering from the basement. But that's about it. It's like a blanket of dark fog has been permanently cast over both our minds when we try to recall much of anything about that place. The basement was unfinished, cold, dank, and wet. And on occasion, the few that we can remember, when we were both either alone or when my wife might have been asleep, we'd hear whispering from the basement stairway that would trail up and escape out the spaces around the door. I can remember little bits and pieces when we'd hear the voices. We'd run over and open up the door, the stairs, and the voices would just trail off. I can also remember blacking out and waking up staring at the walls, like I just have these foggy memories coming to, and I'd just be staring at the walls. It's so strange. And my wife remembers even less, like she remembers going out to eat, going to work, to doctor's appointments, and going on dates to the movies, but not much of anything that happened inside the house. It's like the house didn't want us to remember something. Did something bad happen to us in there? Who knows? We don't. One clear memory stands out, though. One specific night, I woke up at who knows what time, but I remember waking up and looking over to see my wife, sitting up in the bed and looking at the doorway. Her eyes were staring at the bedroom doorway, but she was looking down low, like at the floor. Her mouth was open like in a half scream, and she just stared. I asked what's wrong, and she just pointed at the door. The next thing I recall was the bedroom filling up with red lights, like a cop car parked outside your house, but no blue lights, no flashing, just solid red, and then blackness. Fuck that, dude. Dude, that's crazy. No, that's nuts. This is definitely the most trippiest, creepiest fucking story we've ever gotten. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, go on. Oh, man. It's so good. We had two cats, but I can't remember fuck all about them in this house. We had them before we moved in. We had them after we moved out but I can't remember feeding them or changing their cat boxes either. But I know they lived because they moved with us into the new place we got after we left the stone house. I even bought a brand new push mower because we finally had an actual yard and call it a glutton for punishment, but I love to mow yards. I don't recall mowing the grass at that house even one single time, but it got mowed. It had to have. We had a second bedroom that was supposed to be an office, but I can't even remember going inside that room even once. How fucked up is that? Maybe something happened in that second bedroom that we weren't supposed to remember? Did the house make us forget? Or was the house maybe protecting us from something instead? We moved out exactly one year after signing the lease. We knew something wasn't right, we didn't know what, but we knew we had to leave. So on June 1st, 2012, it was 101 degrees outside, and while my wife had to work, because for whatever reason she couldn't get the day off, I moved every last item we possessed out of that house by myself. It was the weirdest thing. Like the universe knew we were leaving and decided no one could help us. All our friends and family had to work that day. It's one of the very few days I remember clearly. No one was there to help me, so I did it myself. I must have looked like a deranged maniac. I remember literally running through the house, sprinting with stuff in my hands, just trying to get out of there as fast as I could. I even suffered a heat stroke because I was working so damn fast, but I kept pressing on and we got the fuck out. redundant. We got out and we shook that place from our souls. I grabbed handfuls of clothes, not even in boxes, just armloads of shirts, pants, underwear, socks, and just tossed them in the back of my truck. And each time I ran outside, I felt it watching me. Like that maybe the house itself was watching me. But I got every last thing out of that house. And now what's odd here? I can recall so many wonderful memories from the next rental house. Parties, Christmases, fights, triumphs, laughs, dinners, and so much more. It's been nearly ten years now, and to this day we can't remember what, if anything, happened in that old stone house. But we both know we would never want to go back. That's fucking nuts. First off, you need to go see who's living in the house now. Like, yo, do you remember what you had for dinner last night? <laughs> like, right, like, right. Or, and what do you guys think about like the two, two to three foot tall, whatever? What do you think? What do you think uh, this could one be? One to two. I don't even know. Isn't dude, there some kind of like tall. some kind of creature that makes you forget when you see it? Uh, you know, in in Whitley Strieber's Communion, the movie uh, with Christopher Walken, there were the little blue, like 
snub-nosed pig face looking uh, aliens that had cloaks on and they were short kind of fat almost mm-hmm. looked like some kind of like pokemon uh those things were super short so who knows he talks about feeling like he's being watched by something who knows it could have been a something so i don't know preston what do you it's think? a fucking demon that's all it is it's a fucking demon <laughs> that was fucking <laughs> siphoning exactly. off your memories and sucking at your soul get the fuck out of there that's right crazy, the zuni man. warrior doll from the trilogy of terror that, for real, that was a good story. Like that really creeped yeah. me out. Like, yeah, <laughs> like that whole here. mouth agape shit. Like the slumber oh, slumber party geez. camp movie, sleep away camp movies or whatever. <laughs> oh god, her staring with that, that half open her mouth. mouth agape. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna. Remember. That's all I'm gonna picture now. It's just that. Yep. That's, exactly. that's weird, man. It reminds me a little bit of like Amityville. Yeah, like the house itself being you know possessed and yeah. possessing people. It's it's freaky that you know he says and the red light remember that was so weird yeah the red light and I don't know it's it's bizarre to like think that you can't remember hardly anything yeah that that's happened in there like a washer and a dryer what about like Clearly what about like friend shit. like did they not have friends come over to the house that entire year I don't know have maybe like a say. game night or some kind of like movie night or something like or anything dinner? I mean yeah. the whole year and like I mean their friends probably got their soul sucked out too they don't have friends <laughs> anymore they're all gone yeah. <laughs> their friends are the voices in the fucking basement who knows yeah. Yeah. and this the, the weird thing too like the mowing like buying a brand new mower and then not even remember using it yeah. Like, I mean, your your grass had to be mowed. You'd get a city ordinance sent to you. That, you know? uh, that and then when you looked at the mower it would clearly show wear on it yeah, yeah, exactly. That's strange. But wonder if, know. like, the demons were, like, housekeepers, too. They're, like, the little brownies, like the house elves, and they were doing all the cooking and the cleaning <laughs> oh, and the mowing. creature. That's what it was. Creature. God, maybe it was. Maybe that's what that, what his wife saw that night was. Oh, house elf. A little house elf. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I, don't know, I think it's safe to say that it probably is a demon, and, Scott, you can go ahead and unsubscribe because you don't want to get possessed. <laughs> don't say that. I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, we did just talk about all those possessions. Scott, so. S- Steve, uh, Steve speaks for himself, not the rest <laughs> keep, of us. Keep away the demons. <laughs> yeah, just take a page out of. Um... Did you put that evil <laughs> on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Take a page out of Leslie's book. Get some get sage some spray. Sage, yeah, yeah. Just get some some liquid oh. sage. Spritz it around. You'll be fine. God, that was a good yeah, story. Solid. Yeah, three real bangers, man. Um. I'm I'm excited to hear what our last listener story will be uh, when things finally settle down. We'll get that put in there. But uh, otherwise, yeah, thank you uh, all three of you guys for sending those in. We sure appreciate that. Some some really good stuff. And if you guys, listeners, if you were not featured tonight, but you want to be featured as a listener story, please send them in. We'd love to start reading. You know, one or two per episode if we you know get some more to filter in mm-hmm. so yeah shoot us emails pixelated paranormal at gmail.com you can send us dms pms i'm too much of an old man to understand if those are two different things steve you're hip is that is a pm, and thing, a PM something different look at that i'm learning personal message direct message same thing damn, even same, same. Do that shit damn <sighs> yeah <laughs> and you can also, uh, if you want to tell us your story, you can call our Google voice number nine one. My dog's snoring. Nine one three. I swear my dog is snoring. When you guys hear that in the edits, I mean, when the ones I don't edit out, my dog literally is snoring. I'm not just you know, Farting. ripping some, <laughs> some farts. I promise. If I did, I'd, I'd claim it. 
on a Google Voice number, you can call us at 913-662-3144. You can leave up to, I think, about a three-minute long message. If it goes longer than that, just uh, call right back and pick up where you left off. There's not any way for us to get longer messages than that. But And you can also always tell us to keep your name anonymous or where this happened, et cetera, et cetera. Anything you don't want yeah, your information yeah. let out, let et us cetera, know. Et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Let us know and we'll make it more comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like Nicole, I didn't, I didn't say she sent us the name of the city she lives in, but I didn't mm-hmm. want to really read that out. You know, maybe it's only got one hotel in the whole town. Now everyone knows yeah. it's <laughs> <laughs> Ain't going to make nobody lose their no jobs over ghosts. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. All right, let's get out of here. Steve, what do you got to plug, man? Cool. Well, you pretty much did it, man. To, uh, hit us up on mm-hmm. the, the Instagram, the Facebook. Instagram's PXL Paranormal. Um, check us out on Facebook, Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, where we post all the show pictures and interactions and all that stuff. Like it, share it, all that shit. And um, we'll give a shout out to all the listeners out there again. It's still uh, the holiday spirit still in the air for some people, most people. And yeah, it's good to have friends and listeners out there. So thank you for that. Yeah, it is. Most definitely. Special shout out to all the Pandora peeps. (laughs) <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Shout out to Pandora. The pixelated Pandorians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and while you're at it, guys, listening to new podcasts, check out the rest of the shows on the Pixelated Sausage Network. Check out Mark's solo show, Pixelated Sausage. Check out Unamazingly Baca. Please check out 13 Nightmares. I swear we got more shit coming out. Uh, it's kind of like a little surprise, you know, just whenever we show up with one of those new shows. Yep. Uh, we'll be dropping Scream uh, probably at the beginning of next week, so keep an eye out for that. And then I want to also please ask, give a listen, a follow, and a like to Under the Marquee. And one last show I want to plug. Um, there used to be a podcast years ago. It was called Fear and Fame, Two Fantastic Hosts. It was hosted by Mallory and also Jules. Um, they are back now with a brand new podcast called Bat Brain Podcast. Give them a listen. It's pretty rad. Um, they do kind of the same thing, paranormal stuff, but they do kind of a deep dive into the actual mental health aspect of the story. Um, as luck would have it, the singularity is strong in this one. Uh, our last episode, we covered the hurring story of Annalise McKell or Mitchell. And uh, oddly enough, on the Bat Brains podcast, their first episode was the same exact story. However, they really weigh in heavily on the actual mental health aspect of what she went through. Um, I think they covered some of the medications she was on, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, kind of a different uh, different spin and a different perspective on the story. So, yeah, they uh, I believe their second episode's coming out here pretty quick. So, yeah, give them a listen. It's a fantastic show, and I am beyond thrilled that... Uh, those ladies are back doing their thing again. So, pretty cool, man. Cool. What do you got, uh, Presto? And as always, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow the best goddamn beard that's going to make Krampus and old Saint Nick jealous, then head on over to BigDobsBeardBomb.com. Use promo code PXLPARA for twenty percent off your order for a little holiday jingle and pick up some scents like dundee cedar bay rum and sweet tobacco fresh citrus and classic oh snap aruga 
cool. And yeah. then if you're in the Wichita area, please check out CD Trade Post of Pawnee and Seneca. Pop in and say hello to Leslie and the gang. Guys, if you can, shop local, buy local, go online, buy stuff from artists who are making things with their God-given hands. You know, just try to support the little guy if you can. That'd be truly, truly fantastic. All right. Otherwise, uh, I don't know the topic for next episode. We might we might do the Bell Witch. Maybe we talked about doing the Bell Witch, and then following that, our Christmas episode this year. I think we're yeah. going to drop an AMA Ask Me Anything episode there. So uh, I'll put out a few uh, APBs for uh, some questions. If you guys have questions, you can email us. You can message us. You can comment on these social media posts. But yeah, we'd love to know what are your burning questions. We already have a few in the chamber, so. Uh, and Steve doesn't know it, but he actually inspired an upcoming episode. He he gave me the inspiration to dive back into a book and cover a topic. Ooh, so nice. Yeah. You're welcome, dude. Pippi Longstocking. Yeah, Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> yeah, I love that fucking movie, dude. Pippi Longstocking. She makes good hamburgers. That's called cannibalism and it's frowned upon. No, it's Wendy's, bro. Oh, <laughs> I got it. Gotcha. Okay, fair enough. We hope you guys enjoyed those listener stories and we can't wait to share some more with you guys. But until then, cheers to the weird shit in the world and to those of us that love to talk about it. Stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal. Your guide to the unusual and the strange.